Ethiopia restricts foreign currency use while Ghana City becomes the worst performing currency in the world. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Financial institutions have for a long time been challenged to rethink their views of bankable projects so as to design solutions for potential borrowers at their level. Mona Muguma Sabuliba, the Chief Executive Officer at Abbey Finance Limited, talks to us about de-risking loans and what that means for the agribusiness sector. Most businesses and especially agribusinesses face a challenge when they're trying to access finance by not having adequate collateral. Many times the idea will check out, it makes business sense, and then when it comes to pledging some skin in the game, which is usually collateral, it's insufficient or not existent at all. Insufficient, you find many agribusinesses have already pledged it, and so what? They don't have anything more, yet they need more financing. In many cases, you find that um, agribusiness actors don't have collateral, and those tend to be women, those tend to be youth, and ABI came in to step in to support entities whose business cases made sense, that were good to get financing, but were challenged by the lack of collateral, you know, like complete lack of it, or having inadequate collateral. Another thing we must remember, sometimes when the collateral exists, it's um, deemed inferior quality, because especially when we go to the countryside, where a lot of agriculture is done by smallholder farmers, we tend to do it on untitled plots, which are called bibanja. Now, bibanja, when pledged as collateral, will be highly, highly um, undervalued because the reality is in the various villages where the farming is done, the small patches of land, if the bank or the financing entity needs to sell off the chibanja in the event of default, it then becomes hard for an outsider. Usually, it won't be an outsider who comes to buy. Um, we are not going to leave your village to go to another village. Um, for instance, I'm from Kabale. Chances are, I, even if I saw a Chibanja being advertised in Masaka or in Kumi, I'm not, and it was at a good price, I'm, I don't have any specific attachments. I'm not going to buy from there. And you find that it is members of the community that they are looking at to buy the Vivanja in distress and then recover. But, as you know, social ties, close community ties, you find that one neighbor doesn't want to be associated with the demise of another neighbor. Like, I put the final nail in the coffin when things were, when all the chips were down, I'm the one who came and bought your um, piece of land, your Chibanja. Uh, the bank got its money, but now I'm asking you to vacate. So banks were saying, be that as it may, the realities were being presented with these uh, titles or these plots of land to act or be the collateral for the financing, but the reality is disposing of them becomes difficult. And as I said, a lot of agriculture happens in the countryside. So to that end, ABI Finance came through to support some entities that require that type of de-risking. And that's why we've come up with this portable facility where we're saying that entities that have otherwise checked out, they've, you know, everything checks out, they're good to qualify for this 12%, they want, say, $4 billion, but their collateral, say, gets them in the doorway to up to $3 billion. We come to de-risk or give a collateral enhancement where we say, for the top-up collateral, we stand and pledge that should anything go wrong, we stand and pledge that should anything go wrong, we would then 
pledge to pay back the outstanding principal at the time of default. So the bank takes our word or collateral or guarantee and says, in addition to the three billion collateral, we're taking ABI's uh, word or collateral um, support for the one billion and can now extend the facility of four billion to the entity. And you realize for the people going to um, take place in this regional export facility, they'll tend to be bigger players that are talking those kinds of amounts because of the value addition that is required. And so that's why we came up with that facility to support. A quick review of the other stories making get into the podcast, Ethiopia has ordered banks to deny foreign currency to businesses importing non-priority goods in an effort to shore up dwindling foreign reserves in one of Africa's major economies. The move effectively freezes the import of dozens of items such as alcohol and cars as businesses must register with banks to obtain the foreign currency needed to bring goods into the country. In a letter to Ethiopia's central bank, the Ministry of Finance said it had become necessary to restrict the use of foreign currency to importing food, medicine and medical equipment and raw materials for manufacturing. Ethiopian authorities have also recently tightened laws on foreign currency holdings for individuals and businesses and banned all foreign currency transactions in Ethiopia. Ghana City slumped this week to become the world's worst performing currency this year as investors continue to squeeze foreign capital into the West African country. The currency of the world's second biggest cocoa producer depreciated as much as 3.3% before pairing losses to 11.27 per dollar in the capital Accra. This took its losses this year to more than 45%, the most among 148 currencies tracked by Bloomberg. The decline of the city has accelerated since the beginning of the year. Ghana has for the past two months been in informal negotiations with the International Monetary Fund for an extended credit facility with the hope of receiving $3 billion in loans over three years. The IMF has been slow to yield to Ghana's request as they require a debt sustainability plan before lending the country its requested billion bailouts. Producer prices in Ghana advanced by 45.6% year-on-year in September of 2022, up from a downwardly revised 39.7% rise in the previous month, following a rebasing process assisted by the IMF. Mining and querying and manufacturing recorded the highest rates, followed by construction and services. On the other hand, informal on the other hand, information and communication activity saw the smallest increase in prices. Government statistician Samuel Kabina Anim says there is a need to reflect on the current structure changes. There is a need to reflect on the current structure changes seen in the economy, particularly the role of oil extraction and penetration of ICT and expanding the service sector. The government is currently negotiating a support package from the IMF, which Anim says is helping the statistics office revise its methodology for calculating key economic indicators. MTN, Africa's largest mobile operator on Wednesday, called off takeover talks of South Africa's third largest mobile operator, Telcom, due to lack of exclusivity. MTN had announced discussions about a potential acquisition in July, while Telcom had also received a proposal from data-focused mobile operator Rain. Telcom's share crashed 15.5% to 37.82 rand in early trade, giving back about half of gains made since the talks with MTN were first announced. Rain's public expression of interest in emerging in August had resulted in a public reprimand from SA's from South Africa's takeover regulator, 
given that it hadn't given any approvals. It also came shortly after MTN said it was considering buying Telcom in return for shares or a combination of cash and shares. Rain then made a formal proposal on the 14th of September. South Africa's annual inflation rate eased for the second month to 7.5% in September of 2022 from 7.6% in August, marching market expectations but still above the upper limit of the South African Reserve Bank's target of 3 to 6%. Prices slowed farther for transportation on account of fuels. Meanwhile, price pressures intensified for other CPI items, including food and non-alcoholic beverages, notably oils and fat and bread and cereals, alcoholic beverages and tobacco, housing and utilities, restaurants and hotels, and miscellaneous goods and services. The annual co-inflation, which excludes prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, fuel and energy, picked up to an all five-year high of 4.7% in September from 4.4% in the prior month. On a monthly basis, consumer prices edged up by 0.1%, following a 0.2% increase in the prior month, in line with market estimates. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at Ritha Dong. <laughs>